Let's join in prayer. Lord God, I thank you for sending Jesus to be the King of kings and Lord of lords. And I pray the same prayer that Blake prayed, that we would carry Jesus in our hearts, that we would make a manger in our heart, Lord, for Jesus to dwell. We give this time to you, and we thank you for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's that time of year where I'm sure you're starting to pull out all of your Christmas family traditions. And I don't know about your house, but at our house, we love watching Christmas movies. So let's do a little poll here of what kind of Christmas movies you like to watch. Maybe you watch them um, when you were a kid or as a family now or with your grandkids. So how many of you like Frosty the Snowman? Oh, not very many. Oh, some of the kids. There we go. All right. How many of you like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? All right. How about, um, for me, I grew up watching Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. Anyone seen Santa Claus? I love that one. All right. How about the traditional Charlie Brown Christmas? Yep. All right. And then right now in our house, we really like the Grinch who stole Christmas. Yes, I grew up watching that as well, the, the original version, um, but we also really like the longer, more animated one, I guess it's not more animated, but updated animated one in our house. So um, if you haven't watched The Grinch yet this year, here's a little overview for you. So The Grinch is this grumpy green guy that lives up on a hill and looks over Whoville. And the Grinch does not like Christmas. And the reason, they say, is because his heart was two sizes too small. Now, the Who's, they lived down in Whoville, and they loved Christmas. Absolutely everything about Christmas. The trees, the lights, the presents, even the Christmas feast. And one thing they also loved to do was gather together around the Christmas tree downtown, and they would hold hands, and they would sing this beautiful song together. Kind of wish we could have done that this year, right? Downtown, like we usually do, we didn't get to do that this year. However, the Grinch, he did not like Christmas. He didn't like the toys, he didn't like the lights, or the trees, or the stockings, the decorations, the feast, and he did not like the singing. So he decided he was going to steal Christmas. He dr dresses up as Santa. He enlists his little dog, Max, to be his reindeer and pull his sleigh. And on Christmas Eve, he sneaks into the houses of everyone in Whoville and he steals Christmas. He steals the lights, the trees, the decorations, even the Christmas feast. And after he does this, he goes up on his hill and he looks down over Whoville, waiting for the Who's to wake up and just kind of reveling in his, ooh, they're going to wake up and Christmas isn't going to come. But that doesn't happen. Instead, they all gather together and they hold hands as a community and they sing their beautiful song together. And the Grinch, he's looking down over the Who's in Whoville and Instead of hearing sounds of sadness, he hears joy and gladness. And in that moment of witnessing the love of this community, his heart grows three times that day. And his grumpy hate for Christmas turned into joy and gladness. 
And he goes down around town restoring Christmas, putting everything back together, and then joins in their Christmas celebration. In all of his efforts to steal Christmas, the Grinch, the Grinch encountered the love and the hope of a community that didn't find Christmas in all of the trees and the presents and decorations and feasts, but in the love that they had for each other. And so I remind you of this story today because though we live in a broken world that's full of foolishness, disobedience, malice, and envy, and even hate, when we encounter the love and hope of the baby Jesus in the manger, the Savior of the world, we too are filled with joy and gladness and love for what this baby brings every year at Christmas and all year round. So I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like there is a lot of things that have been stolen from me this year. Um, every time I think of what this year has been like, the word stolen just keeps coming to mind. And I'm not going to list all of those things off because for each of us, it's like a different story, isn't it? We've all gone through our own types of loss, of grief, of having to give things up or adapt things in our life. But it's been a difficult year, and it's as if the Grinch has just been going around stealing our joy, stealing our hope, stealing our love and our community even. But you know what can't be stolen from us? Is Jesus. Is the love of a father who gave his only son Jesus, who was miraculously born as a baby boy, for us to be the redemption of the world. And so we live in a world where we're surrounded by brokenness. And um, I specifically chose the Titus verse today for us because I feel like it describes the brokenness of our world, not just today, but all the time. It says, at one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We live in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. This year in particular, I feel like the brokenness of the world is being revealed in this verse. All of the anger and frustration from people we ha that they have towards one another about elections and politics and COVID-19 and so much more. It's all written there in Titus. But when we keep reading, it says, but when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. So when God sent Jesus to us, it was out of his kindness and out of his love for us. God's love for us appeared in the gift of a baby boy wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And so when we come to the manger, we look down and we see the love of a father and a love of a son. We see the love of a savior breaking into our broken world to bring redemption and re renew us and change us and make us new and make our hearts grow with love and with hope. And then in our gospel reading today, we heard about the Magi coming to visit baby Jesus. And it said that when they saw the star in the sky, they were overjoyed. And so I see this anticipation and excitement in the Magi that even just seeing the star in the sky 
brought them hope of what was going to come. And then when they found Jesus, they worshipped him. Nothing else mattered. It didn't matter that Herod was going to be after them and chasing them and they were in danger. What mattered was this little baby and what that meant to them. And so they were led into a place of worship when they encountered the Son of God. And that's not the only time in the Christmas story, in the Bible readings, that we hear about people being overwhelmed with joy when they encounter the Son of God. Remember Mary, when the angel told her that she would give birth to the Savior. So even before the baby was born, she was overjoyed and led into a place of worship, worshiping God, her Savior. And then the shepherds, after seeing baby Jesus, they went and they told everyone they knew about this precious baby. And it kind of sounds like the gospel stories we read where people encounter Jesus and then they run off and they tell everyone they know about what they've seen and what they've heard and what they've witnessed. And so the shepherds, they then returned glorifying and praising God. And then when Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple, there were two people who encountered the Son of God there. Simeon was a man who was waiting and waiting for this Messiah to come, and he was anticipating his arrival. And when Jesus came, he held baby Jesus, and he blessed him, and he was moved to praise God for this little baby. And then the prophet Anna, she was also there, and she saw this baby Jesus, and she was moved to give thanks and praise to God for the redemption that this baby would bring. And then she went off and told people, about this little baby. In each of these stories, when people encountered the Son of God, they were filled with joy and love and led into a place of worship. And so though we live in a broken world that is full of hatred, my prayer is that this Christmas, when we come to the manger and we see the baby Jesus, that we would be filled with overflowing joy and love that will make our hearts grow three times bigger and that the love of that little baby will lead us into a place of worship. Because when we come to the manger, we see a father who loves us so much that he would send his only son in this humbling way. And when we come to the manger, we experience the love of a son who would grow up in our broken world and die on the cross to bring redemption. And when we come to the manger, we experience the hope that the Holy Spirit gives us of the life to come, the new life to come, an eternal life. And when we come to the manger, we experience the peace of knowing that our God came down from heaven to dwell with us. And so when you come to the manger this year, may you experience the love and the joy and the hope that Jesus Christ brings. And may your love for him grow and overflow to those around you. Amen.